Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. However justified, what Joab did was inexcusable. How can you threaten your king? Yes, what David did was wrong. Why should he be crying because of Absalom? What well, should have said? He should have begged him. The Bible says, entreat. He should have called Nathan, called some of the other um, Hushai, and also the other, ah, please let's go and talk to David. Oh, he can't be crying like this. Then they'll get to him. You know, he's king. You play obeisance. You will say, please, I understand how you feel. You know, I too, I loved Absalom. Remember, it was me who went to go and bring Absalom from Gershom. So I know how you are feeling. But please, don't be angry, sir. I had to kill Absalom. You know all the people who have died. Please. You know David would have listened. But not uh, say, you're crying for Absalom. In fact, if you don't wipe that tear from your face, you know, what what, what will come upon you will be worse than everything that's come from you. You don't threaten your king. Watch this. Nothing happened that day. Just like what I spoke about Samson during the Bible study. You see, people don't know God. They think that because nothing happened. And, 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 and you know, he just, that it's okay. It's not okay. Thank you, brother Ibrahim. Brother Ibrahim is getting it. It's not okay at all. Because payday is coming. A day is coming. Judgment will come. If it is not repented of. Do you know if Joab had gone back to David? And said, oh, I spoke rubbish. I'm so sorry the way I spoke. I really repent of it. Please forgive me. You know that thing would have been wiped off? Say, Pastor Lupi, how do you know? We're reading the same Bible. I'm going to give you revelation knowledge right now. You know how I know? He would never have joined with Adonijah had he repented. The heart inclination to rebellion had never been dealt with. So it got worse. So when Adonijah presented his own, the rebellion that was in the heart all these years found somewhere to latch on. You still see the same thing in the church today. Have you found that rebels always crowd together? We, we saw it last week. You know, Adonijah, he called Abiathar. We're going to do with Abiathar in a minute. You know, he called Joab, but he didn't tell Nathan. He didn't tell Zadok. Everybody give a clap offering for Zadok. We're going to get to Zadok today. He didn't, he didn't tell Zadok. He didn't tell Benaiah. The guy who was in charge of the, what, what we'll call, you know, uh, 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 brigade of guards. These were the guys who, who protected David. He won't tell them because those ones are loyal. Rebels don't like loyal people. And they don't talk to them. They look for their own company in the church. Why am I telling you all of this? Everything that I was written is happening today. It's in the church as I'm speaking now, even in this church. And so what you, you, you ever say for our learning? 
So, you know, what you need to do is correct it. If you have that sentence in your heart. And be honest and repentant about it. I want to use a personal testimony. And I know he won't mind. Because he's my son. And I love him very much. Is this Professor Lokwade? Some years ago. It's been a many years ago. One day he came to me and he was telling me and mommy. He said, mommy, do you know I used to hate you? This You know what he said? I'm using it as a personal example and I know he won't mind because it's a good testimony. He said, anytime you pick the phone, microphone in church, I said, what's wrong with this woman? Always trying to... He didn't like, he couldn't stand the mommy. He was telling him. To call a long story short, God dealt with him. He used to be sick. Malaria and all kinds of things. <laughs> so, he came and repented and talked, spoke to us and he got healed. And that sickness used to be like a recurring decimal. It went from his life. I'm giving you, I want to use a real life account so you can change. He could have continued like that. This, this Professor Lopadi, you know what he said to me? You know his story. He went to Germany, went to America. They gave him professorship in University of um, Penn, Penn State, Penn State University. He texted me from America. He didn't have to. Email. Pastor, this is, let's pray. What do you think? I said, well, let's pray. You know, I said, I don't think God wants you. Well, if you say so. That's how he left it. Came back to Nigeria. Went back to the veterinary department. Um, veterinary medicine. A few years later, the German government gave him a scholarship. He went to Germany for some months, you know, like a year or something, he and his wife and the kids, you know, came back. He is now doing research with another German grant that is greater than anything he would have gotten if he had stayed there. If he had stayed in America, he would just be another lecturer. But it was because the heart changed. His children, his two sons, he wanted them to go to one. In fact, he didn't want them. He had put them in one funny school. <laughs> so, his wife came to me. I said, James is a good man. I can talk to him. He will not be offended. So, I called him. I said, what nonsense are you doing? You want to put those children in a stupid school? You don't want them to fulfill their destiny? I spoke harshly to him. Harshly. Most people would have been offended. They would have left the church. You know what he did? He said, Pastor, thank you. He took the kids, took them out, brought them to life forward. Today, the two boys, the first, the first son has finished from Warwick in law. The second son is in Warwick. He's doing engineering. He got a scholarship from the British government. Global scholarship. I used him as an example. Is a living example. Majority of you would have been offended if I did what I did to if I did it to you. 
One day, this was about 15, 20 years ago. We're doing three hours after. I didn't see him. I said, Kyle, where are you? He said, I'm in the lab. I said, what nonsense lab? I said, so you are missing prayer because of lab. On Sunday, I said, make sure you start coming to church on Sunday for three hours after. I said, God will make the time more back to you. Say, put God first and test him. He did and well. Today, he's one of the youngest professors in vet medicine. He is now the no, he's the head of the veterinary, um, um, just like UCH. Yeah, he's now the he's being shy, don't worry. You know, he's now the head of the of the veterinary teaching hospital. He just told me, you know, he just got this, you know, he went to he went he went to Croatia, you know, he just came back some, some weeks ago, you know. So the guys in Germany, they just sent him some more money now. He's now doing one research that's dealing with the brain in Africa. And they say, oh, yo, this is very important, very interesting. You know, it's going to be a breakthrough towards some um, um, solution of the brain problem. Give the Lord a clap offering. But you can choose. You can choose. Joab chose wrong choice. There's nothing wrong in making a mistake, but there's plenty wrong in staying in the mistake. Thou knowest what Joab, the son of Zeruiah, did to me. And what he did to the two captains of the hosts of Israel. Unto Abner, the son of Ner. And unto Amasa, the son of Jether, whom he, that is Joab, slew and shed the blood of war in peace. And put the blood of war upon his girdle that was about his loins and in his shoes that were on his feet. Do therefore, these are David's instructions on the deathbed. This is one of the scriptures that God used to tell me that I am the original Godfather. I don't know how many of you have watched the movie Godfather. But there's a lot of biblical lessons there. <laughs> Do therefore, according to thy wisdom, and let not his whole head go down to the grave in peace. But show kindness unto the sons of Bazalil. Basilea, the Gileadite is from Gilead, and let them be those that eat at thy table, for they came to me when I fled from your brother Absalom, because of your brother Absalom. Behold, thou hast with thee Shimei, the son of Gera. Turn to your neighbor, say God doesn't forget to. You know there are a lot of. I've been in this Christianity now forty-three years. I got born again in 79. In the last 40, 30 years, I've seen a lot of things that have happened. Men have done all kinds of things, both in this local SPCC and in other places. And if you look at it on the surface, as if nothing has happened. Don't be fooled. That's why it is written. It's a for our learning. 
this that he's talking about now is happening about 40 years after Joab did it. Because Joab did these things at the time David just became king. He was still only king over um, Judah, reigning from Hebron. Most of you who don't know your Bible properly, this story, the, these guys, this Abner and this guy, they came from, they were, they, they, they were the, 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 the Saul's, they were Saul's uh, um, um, army commanders. And they came in peace to see how, you know, they could change things and everything. Because one of, their, one of Joab's brothers was killed, you know, by one of um, Abner's men. Joab had this vengeance in his heart. So when Abner came, he killed Abner without telling David. Without David's permission. David was livid. But he had just come to the kill. That's not the time to start another. So he just kept quiet. He wept. Because Abner was a good man. And Abner actually wanted to part, you know, company with David. You may not know this. You need to read your Bible. Many of the people of the tribe of Benjamin, they came, to call, they came to join David when he was still at the cave at Adulam. When, after Saul and Jonathan had died, Abner saw that this thing is not... So he said he was going to come and have a meeting with David. It was when he was on the way that Joab killed him. David wept. David cried. They mourned Abner and they just buried him and that was just that. This is about 40 years later. You don't get away with anything. You don't get away with anything if you don't repent of it. Like I give the example of Prosol Lafari. You may have had the wrong thing, but quickly get, if it's still in your heart, deal with it because judgment is coming. And it will begin at the house of God. Are you listening to me? So, God tells Joab, uh, sorry, David tells Solomon to deal with, um, you know, to deal firstly with Joab, secondly to deal with Shimei. And behold, thou hast with thee Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite of Bahurim, which cursed me with a grievous curse in the day when I went to Mahanaim. Some of these Hebrew names are wonderful. But he came down to meet me at Jordan. And I swear unto him by the Lord. <laughs> Say, I will not put thee to death by the sword. The, everybody give a clap offering to the original Godfather. This was where they, they wrote the script from. Well, I don't know if the guy, you know, you know Mario Puzo, I don't know if he, if, he, if he read this, you know. But what, what happened in the movie, Godfather, is exactly based on this. Godfather calls all the, the guys wanted to do cocaine. And the, the, this uh, mafia family didn't want to do cocaine because cocaine would destroy people's lives. So they, they killed his son because of cocaine, you know, Sonny and all of that. And they wanted to do the trade in cocaine. So Godfather is a fictional story, but it's actually based on a true story, what happened in the mafia families in the 1950s. It's based actually on a true story, you know? And, and so he calls a meeting of all the, all the mafia dons. And everybody sits down and all of that. So now at the meeting, he gets up. <clears throat> he said, you know, 
you know, I, I said this war must stop. Stop, stop killing each other's son. He says, I've lost the son. Tatalia has lost the son. So, you know, we're quits. He said, you know, let's just things go on as before. So one other guy gets up and says, ah, don't call you. You know, the problem is that you don't, you, don't, you don't let us share the politicians and give us your contacts and everything. He said, the politicians will not be friendly if they know we're doing cocaine. He said, they don't mind gambling and all of these things. He said, but cocaine, they, they see it as a terrible business. So anyway, they insist. When he saw that there was not going to be anywhere, he said, okay, you know, all right. You know, if you want to do cocaine. He said, but my own people will not do it. But your own people can do cocaine. Then he gets up at the end of the meeting. And says, I will not be the one that will break the peace we have made in this place. But he had a son. David had a son, Solomon. Another clap offering for the original Godfather. True story. Now therefore, hold him not guiltless. For thou art a wise man. And knowest what thou oughtest to do unto him. But his hoary head bring down to the grave with blood. Verse 10. So David slept with his fathers. <laughs> Straight to heaven. And was buried in the city of David. Now the days that David reigned over Israel. Forty years. Seven years in Hebron. Thirty-three years in Jerusalem. Then Solomon sat upon the throne of David his father and his kingdom was established greatly. I'm going to ask a rhetorical question. How? There is no way the kingdom would have been established until he dealt with Joab. He dealt with um, uh, I've forgotten the guy's name. Uh, he had to deal with Joab Abiathar. I'm going to come to that in a minute. You know, and also dealt with Shimei. You know, there's all about rebellion. If you don't deal with it, it's going to pop up. Mommy always uses this expression, you can cut the branch, it will grow. The only way is you go to the root. And God is going to do the same thing in the church. That's why he gave us the warning. You see, God is a good God. He tells us up front. He says, I'm coming for a glorious church. Without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle. Then, in case you didn't get it, any such thing. And you, you know, we, we think he's like us. That when he says something, um, ah, it doesn't really mean it, you know. Brother, <laughs> take it to the bank. He's watching over that water performing. So, what do you do now? There's no problem. I get rid of the blem spots, the blemish, the wrinkles in my life. End of story. I heard amen from three people. <laughs> How many people are planning to be part of the glorious church? Then tell yourself, I will, by the grace and the mercy of God, using the blood, the word, and the spirit, get rid of the spots, the blemishes, the wrinkles, and any sort of thing in my life. Now give him a clap offering. <laughs> Oh, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Now, I'm not going to read everything here. I'm just going to kind of summarize. Again, I won't finish it today. I'm going to have to move. You know, this stuff is the meat of the Bible. Because, you see, the, 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 the New Testament church is called the Tabernacle of David. Our dynasty 
is tied to three people. Abraham, David, and Jesus. Now, it is the reign of David that typifies what we are going to see, what we are seeing and will see in the manifestation of the sons of God. Because at the moment now, the kingship in the church is Saul. Saul says, I will do the will of God, but not all of it. He kills the Amalekites, but he doesn't kill everything. David says, I am willing to do all of the will of God. What is the will of God? Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfect of the holiness and the fear of God. David says, yeah, I can do it. David, Joshua, Caleb, they say, yes, we can enter the promised land. We can kill the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes and the pride of life. Yes, we can do it. Saul says, ah, no, you can't do that. You can do a little, but you can't do everything. You don't even want to do anything that will spoil your personality. And you can use it to sacrifice to the Lord. That's Saul. Those are the guys on the throne right now. But their days are numbered. If you can't say amen, say oh me. I'm not preaching personalities. I'm not doing personalities. It's all question of choices that would not determine which where each one is going to go. So let me just quickly read this. Let, let, let's deal with Adonijah first. You know what Adonijah does? David is dead now. Solomon is king. Everything is established. You know greed eh? and ambition. If you don't deal with it at the heart level. See, if you don't go and take, you are still going to go back to Deuteronomy 17. If after Solomon had pardoned him, Adonijah now took it and he started working on his heart, he would not have had this covetousness, this greed. He comes to Bathsheba. He wants to use the weak spot. Women are emotional. So he goes to Solomon's mommy and says, well, you know, he, 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 he cloaks it. Just Nothing has changed. Uh, Professor Lokwadi, nothing has changed. He cloaked it in nice spiritual language. He comes to Bathsheba and says, <laughs> this is Olubi Johnson, 21st century translation. Ah, mommy, God bless you, ma. God bless you, ma. Mommy, yeah. You know, you know, you know that I'm Solomon's senior brother. And I was supposed to have been king. But it was his from the Lord. But it was God who said that he would be. So, so I don't mind. He said, but I want you to ask Solomon. If you can, if he can give me Abishag. Abishag was that young virgin. That was looking after David. When David was still alive. That was, but David didn't sleep with her. So, presumably she's still a virgin. Solomon has so many wives, so we don't know what he did. You know, I don't think he had started sleeping with her. Anyway, so this Adonijah said, okay, at least I can't be king. But at least I can get the king's... Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. 
We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.